Human family, thank you for tuning in. I'm Keenan White, and I'll be sharing stories, dialogues, and methodologies for leading a conscious, abundant life. To me, luminous is a word that connects us to our vital life force energy and soul essence. Your bioluminosity is a barometer for health, a gauge for abundance, true prosperity, and a luminous way of life. In this podcast, I hope you find a more effortless way of tuning into the wisdom of your body, soul, and spirit. We'll explore the many faces of medicine, creativity, and self-mastery as it evolves and spans into esoteric and ancient wisdom and modern paradigm shifts in consciousness. In this episode, we'll be bridging efforts into a collaboration called The Power of Heart Presence, a live and recorded broadcast, whereby Elena Radford and I, Keenan White, share empowering perspectives in times of change. We offer wisdom that supports you to cultivate true abundance, align with purpose, and create a better future by shifting the energy of the present. During our broadcast, you're invited to call in for the support you need to move beyond limitations and make greater choices for your life. Hello, everyone. This is Elena Radford, and I'm so excited to have you today with us. And I want to... Um, I want you to know that life is quite interesting. We're always shifting. We are going, always going through something different um, every day. And so there is something to learn, right? So for me in my everyday life, what I do is I connect with higher self and I, um, I, I think in what's there for me to learn that day. So I'm going to invite my co-host, Kenan, can you coming into the call? Let's see. There you go. Hi, Elena. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Great. Feeling really nice. How are nice. you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm excited about today and that we're doing this work together. And I yeah, me have... too. It's going to be really nice to explore some things. Right, because once Whatever we wants to um, come through. once. That's right. That's right. And so what we are going to channel is kind of what we're going to talk about. So there's a statement, there's a message, there's intention when something comes into the space. And so let's, uh, let's go ahead and yeah, there you go. Let's go ahead and see what spirit has for us today. So let me connect with my, my energy. We're going to talk about manipulation. That's the message. Uh, how we live in the world, how things manipulate us even without being aware that we're being manipulated. And, and that is how can we be stronger than the manipulation or whatever is trying to control us, right? And I hear that the best way to do that is by becoming an observant have an observation, that we are observing the situation coming from a perspective that we are stronger than whatever is coming in our space. Um, and if we look into that with the energy of unconditional love, then we can move forward into creating a new reality or having a, a different outcome or whatever wants us to control us. So, um, yeah, Kina, I would like to have your input about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very vast subject. Manipulation, control, uh, it seems like if there's a manipulation as an energy, then it's synonymous with control. And anytime mm-hmm. there's a control mechanism in place, usually um, there's probably some quality of fear at play. So I think, you know, fear is a, you know, base level emotion. It's a shadow frequency. We could call it a shadow frequency just because there's so many, you know, beautiful frequencies to experience. And fear is one of the lower ones. It does keep us safe. um, But, you know, if we're stuck in fear, then likely we're stuck in victim consciousness. And to move out of that victim consciousness, sometimes we want to manipulate other people to bring us down to that other place or, um, you know, we can move out of it. We can make the choice to move into a higher frequency and recognize what the fear is teaching us. That's right. That is so good. Uh, um, Observation is so important. I, um, when I was a young, uh, when I was a mom with younger um, children, I, um, and my kids would get sick. My observation at the moment was, um, it's my fault. What did I do wrong? Why I am not, um, they're getting sick because it's my fault. It was a tendency I wanted to take responsibility for everything. That was my observation. And in the process, I will just, I will be attached from what's reality because granted, there were some things that probably were things I should have done better. But, and I see that now because my observation is different. But in those times, it was mainly, it's your fault, you get to suffer, you go to, have to go in pain, you have to, uh, to, um, be angry with yourself, to punish yourself. So those different types of observation were just a collective observation from what I was trained to believe. And so once I start channeling and going to a higher consciousness, and when I tap into that, my observation is different. My observation is more like, okay, there's, I become connected to a higher teaching. That doesn't mean that it happens all the time, because I still observe myself going because it's, you know we're in a in a reality we're completely flooded with these new ideas, observations, and we can get contaminated. And so we we flow into sense of guilt sometimes, and um, and you're triggering something to be to wait for something not to work for you to justify your observation. Is that making sense? I mean, how I want to feel how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you're stirring something up in me and not finding the words quite yet, but I, I suppose I've been thinking a little bit about my own observations around fear and how it's played and how it can either be directed inwardly or outwardly. And you sharing what you shared made me think about how much I've directed control and manipulation towards myself 
And mm-hmm. some, so I think sometimes when we think about manipulation, it can it seems like this somebody's manipulating another person. At least that's the mm-hmm. image that pops up in my mind. But from my own experience, it was largely that I learned from such a young age. Um, you know, somehow I think my identity got wrapped up in, you know, I must be the wrong one or I don't want to be, you know, the fear was probably more like, I don't want to be, you know, like that. I don't want to be like my father who in the eyes of my mother, you know, was wrong for these different reasons. And just hearing that as a little kid, you know, there's, there's already an identity with the father, you know, we're practically the same at that point because the ego is not as much formed. So because my ego wasn't as formed and I wasn't fully like, oh, that's just her talking about him. There's a a certain merging that I did into my father's Mm -hmm. image and the fear of not wanting to basically be criticized or judged or, you know, put in that position pretty much created a a tendency to direct a lot of control and manipulation towards myself. So placing what I did was place, you know, restrictions or, or, you know, just make sure that I'm being perfect, you know, so that I don't have to go experience whatever I don't want to experience. Exactly. So anyways, observing that, you know, I think has allowed me to see exactly what has happened. And then has allowed me to make a, a new choice, you know, not to keep doing that, but just just simply to recognize that, oh, okay, that, huh, that's what happened. Uh, but arriving there, you know, it wasn't necessarily through all this analysis. I mean, there's there's a certain analysis that that could happen in terms of the way we look at our past. But I guess I just want to highlight the fact that, you know, similar to what you're saying the role that observation can play can be so simple. You know, and sometimes it can feel so complex the ways we, we get interwoven with these patterns and these conditions and the things that feel oppressive or suppressive to our world. And mm-hmm. the simplicity of just coming back into a heart space and observing really just is such a key to move out of it. And it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as bringing our awareness to whatever is right presently in front of us and allow that to mm-hmm. unfold from there. That's so true. I um, Before I do that, do we have any callers? Uh, I don't... Do you see anyone, hun, that has a question? I'm not maybe? seeing any callers today. Okay. Since we're so new, I think people are not quite tuned in yet. <laughs> That's right. I have not even sent an invitation. This is like a test that we're doing. But, um, exactly. So I wasn't necessarily expecting too many. And if that's the case, we can just record and um, yeah, yeah, potentially post this for people to listen to later. So that feels good with you, Alina. Yeah, that feels good with me. Oh, we have a caller. Here we go. There's someone. So, yes. Uh, yeah. So we're inviting callers now. I think that's the key word we have to say. We're inviting callers and then we get the phone number, right? Yeah. This is good. Go ahead uh, and then you can. 
in by the caller. I'll unmute. Uh, the caller is ending in 9-1. Hello. I'm trying to... <laughs> Hi. We can How hear you, you now. Oops, they got disconnected. I'm sure she called back again. So, yeah, I just um, lost. So, in the observation that you, uh, you thought that was that you had to be perfect, did that create a lot of pain for you? Yeah, <laughs> I think I've always been. You know, it, it worked well for me actually because in the United States we have such a high cultural social value of achievement. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, in school, I did really well. And I had flying grades. I did, I just excelled, you know. And that's, you know, there's a certain certain reward system that you get from from that kind of achievement. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there are so many rules and, and ways of placing pressure on myself that after I graduated college, I... I felt this immense amount of pressure that I think was, it's been a painful unraveling to, to come back to a more simple life, to realize mm-hmm. that my identity isn't wrapped up necessarily in my achievements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in your heart and what your heart creates for you. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. We have a caller. Exactly. I think it's okay. Let's see if we can bring on caller 9-1 again. Hi, this is Deb. Can you hear me? Hi, Hi Deb. We Deb. can hear you. How are you doing? Hi. Uh, I have a question. I, I assume you're taking questions. Yes. Absolutely. Just listening to what you were talking about, um, sometimes uh, there's manipulation going on in a lot of relationships and you're conscious and you're observing it, but you're not quite able to address the issue or voice it. And it can come out then later because you're unable to address it or you stuff it down, not wanting to totally acknowledge it. And it can come out in kind of a physical manifestation in your body is this something that you uh, see? Is this something uh, that you you can address that issue and how somebody could uh, better, um, you know, bring their own awareness to it so that they can voice it and overcome it or address it head on? Is that really too complicated? <laughs> I totally... It's more simple than we think it is. It's just for us that we want to deny what's going on, or we just don't have, have enough education to understand that it's possible. There's two ways how we get sick. In the, and I'm just going to say how it comes, right? Because I think that's part of it. I have learned that mm-hmm. sometimes when I talk, I want to have all these rules, you know, they want to stop me from saying what I have to say, but when I'm with my clients, I say, I'm just going to say for whatever it comes. It may not make, make sense to me, but it will make sense to you. And 
Mm-hmm. My observation has been that the idea that we create in the mind can empower someone or make somebody sick. Or your idea, if you're thinking about you, it can empower you or it can make you sick. So very simple. Anything that we create in our mind can be influenced to make somebody sick. Or you can make yourself sick because your idea, what you're generating in your mind, might be manipulating the possibility of just speaking the truth. And in the process, you intake that and you make yourself sick. So um, it's very important when it comes to awareness, how do you stop the behaviors that can make you sick? By observing yourself what you're thinking. And when you observe yourself and what you're thinking, and it takes a little work, it's not fun, right? Um, but sometimes people get in that way because they're so sick that they, they're willing to do anything to heal themselves. So my knees have been hurting a lot in the last few days. So my knees are hurting because the idea was created in my mind. So I went to Jackson and I was driving. And I knew it. I knew it because I'm really short, so it's kind of hard for me to... And I, I was stressed about the experience. I was going to an event. I was invited to, I was invited to be in the panel of the event. And um, not only that, but I was going to be doing energy work that for somebody else who requested me, who requested me to do the work when I was in Jackson. So um, because I was so excited about it, I was not paying attention. So I can feel my knee when I will hit the. Uh, the paddle, I think that's what's called, or the car, my leg will, I can hear my knee, my ankle saying, this is not the best position. I had an awareness coming to me. But then in my mm-hmm. mind, I was like, I will deal with it later on if it hurts. I will deal with it. I didn't pay attention to it. So, um, what's coming to you in that moment? Do, do you ignore the messages? your body sometimes? Well, uh, I think I do exactly the same thing you're talking about. Uh, The message comes and you're involved in something else and you're in a habit. You're in a habit of either sitting or sleeping or doing whatever, driving your car, and you're in that habit. So you push the awareness to the back of your mind. You You don't bring... It's like the body is totally aware of the changes that need to be made, but we can ignore the message and push it back. And so um, the message of awareness that you are making me aware of is is, uh, helping me pay more attention to that or to focus in uh, more consciously when those messages come through because the body is very intelligent and... Um, it's sending us messages all the time. And, you know, if you're in a situation where you may be uncomfortable and there is manipulation going on, the body is is sending messages. And um, the, you're just helping me bring more awareness to my my ability to be more aware. So uh, that's, that's yeah. been very helpful. So just to add a little more to what you're awakening to, and then we'll have Kenan um, 
say, well, this is a good time for you to come in, help us to understand your point of view, your observation, and how, what you do in these type of situations. Yeah, it makes me think of that, you know, our natural state, like a child, you know, if you look at a kid, they're, you know, they're just happy. They're, they're healthy. Um, their immune system is strong. And in my observation, the reason for that is because their, their energy is resonating with a heart coherence. You know, a child is usually mm-hmm. in their heart and there's a field of love around them. <laughs> there's this kind of mm-hmm. unconditional love that they're they're attuned with and they're connected with. And it seems to me that the times in which I've I've experienced disease or injuries or, or something's persisted as an illness, I've I've forgotten you know, I've forgotten to tune back into my heart. Um, you know, there's some there's some condition, there's some learning, some conditioning that I've experienced that has taken me away from that heart coherence. And then mm-hmm. what I've seen too, I think, and this is where it gets a little wonky, is that we we can tend to create a new normal around that and think that that's normal that, oh, well, I have to work so hard and I wake up every day and I have to keep driving myself and I just have this pesky thing. You know, I had this uh, back back pain for a long time and I just wanted it to go away. And I just, you know, I kept thinking like, why won't this back pain go away? It's just driving me crazy. And I spent some time with a network chiropractor and, you know, she really supported me opening up to a deeper listening and as I experienced a deeper listening, and, and part of that listening was not just with, you know, my awareness and my observation or with my ears, but uh, it was with my hands and just placing my hands on that section of my body and then just feeling and listening. And eventually that, that pain went away over a series of moments that I had chosen to just be present with the, th- the pain. And there's always something incredibly, in my observation, incredibly profound with disease. Uh, it's To me, it's a feedback mechanism from our, our body that usually has some kind of intelligence. And um, I can't remember specifically, let's see, that back pain it had to do with, um, I think even there was a, a past life. I mean, it was... There's always something that we think it's a pesky thing and we want it to go away, but a lot of times it has, in some ways, the jewels uh, and the treasures that, that are, we're here to experience and learn from. Thank you. Well, that's very beautiful. Thank I you. appreciate uh, both of your insights. I, I've made some notes, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're so welcome. There's something else. There was something that I wanted to add to that, and there was, so I'm driving, you know, my feet is hurting because the position is not, but then that stubbornness or that idea in my mind was like, just keep going, you'll take care of your life later, and 
just being over a week and my knees are still hurting because of the position it pulled my muscle, my, my right leg. And then it went to my left, so it took me out of alignment. But, um, but I think the important thing here is to me, right, because this is my experience in the present and this is why the show is about what do you do in the present. It should have us stopped and analyze or be aware or be present to why I'm not paying attention to the message. Mm-hmm. What is triggering that I'm not paying attention to the message? And, and I'm going to do it right now because it's a good time. I'm not paying attention because in my childhood, I had to do things almost immediately. Otherwise, I was going to be punished. If I didn't do things fast enough, I would be punished. So I train myself to do things fast, but that's not always what's the best for me. I pay attention. What can be the possible problems that can be created? And so um, now I know, right? So now it's a commitment with myself of next time that something happens like that, I have to slow down, pay attention to my body, and go with the message, with go with what my body is asking me for. Or oh, the intuition is so important in this situation. I think in this moment, forgiveness plays a very, very important role. Because, yes, I do observe and I still feel because we're like a memory, right? We're a container of memories of the pain that was created because my mother, that was the way how my lineage, why we, I do ancestor cleaning because we're constantly only clean and we'll definitely get better. But that desire of trying to go fast because I need to please my mother so I don't get to be punished is what I'm really clear right now by accepting that I love myself unconditionally. So, can what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it just, to me, the, the simple side of it is that it comes back to love. I mean, I think if we were to, to say, like, if there's a question that might support any of these processes, it's, it's what am I not loving? And, or how do I bring more love in, into this? How do I love exactly what's showing up here? That's so beautiful. And that's it. I mean, how do I love, you know, yes. The, my mother's experience was an impact in my life experience. But I, I love her, and I, I really want the best for her. Because if she has, and this is coming from unconditional, because if she had everything that she wanted and she was created in a different environment, she wouldn't act the way how she did. So it's the compassion understanding. So we, when we're in compassion, when we are the best teachers. We're educated, and that's what we get to focus on. And I, I do want to finish with that. And I know we, uh, we don't have another color, but maybe, and that's okay, we'll run the show short today. But that's kind of the message that is for me and for everybody. 
like you said. Yeah, and I think to, to kind of add on to that, I think. Oh, go ahead if you want to finish something. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I I was just feeling into the the fact that you know, it it sounds so easy too. I mean, it's simple, but there is a, a an element that can be challenging where if someone, you know, like your mother, she didn't have certain things, such as the love that she needed to know the love in her heart and pass that on to you. And you're having compassion for her in that. And I think sometimes that's where the challenge comes in is, you know, we there can be a tendency to look at somebody and say, well, why can't they just do this, you know, and why can't they get back to love? And sometimes we're just that, you know, like as humans, we just get that embedded into an experience in, you know, and the illusion that somehow love has been lost when when it really always is here for us. It's always acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so even if we realize that and other people do not, I think that, that to me is like the the work that I find myself uh, challenged with and, and also like embracing more of is that loving kindness, compassion towards other where you know, it seems like, oh, it, that's, yeah, it's simple, but it's not always so easy because there, we have our, you know, if we're truly compassionate and kind towards others, then we, we've most likely looked at a lot of painful elements of our own history and our own experience and <laughs> learned to love those things. And so, yeah, anyways, I, it's worth, it's worth the, um, it's worth the squeeze. I, I I I totally love the way how you're you're saying that because it is the, our awareness that is going to clean the mess that was created. And I don't know, you know, my mother's story is really sad, but her mother's story is even harder, you know. So it's generations, and so awareness is the healing factor here. So thank you all of you for being in the show. Kenan, it's a pleasure working with you. Would you like to say anything? Me too. Okay. Well, Thank all you. of you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day and looking forward to the next show, next episode. Mm-hmm.